0: Well, I came to write this blog because I realize we've gone through such a sacred period. And then as Christmas is over, the holidays are over, the New Year is over, we, and particularly given what's going on in the world now with all the crises of the pandemic and political upheavals and so forth, we can just get caught up once again into the turmoil and uncertainty of the world around us. But I think for many of us, we've experienced another option during these sacred two weeks, and that's that we can be centered in ourselves. We don't have to be um, just at the whims of of the chaos around us, of the blowing winds of chaos, but we can stand strong and firm. And I wanted to share how we can go deeper into each of these events that we've just gone through, you know, for the meditation uh, on Christmas, uh, the day before Christmas Eve on December 23rd. This year, we weren't able to do it with the group because of isolation restrictions, but We meditated in Swami Kriyananda's apartment here at Crystal Hermitage at Ananda Village. It was so deep, maybe the deepest we've ever had. And we had about 400 people joining us online for that meditation. So it's important that we not just have that day and then rush back to shallow meditations, but to keep, try to recapture and hold on to that depth. And then Christmas itself, again for many of us, we didn't get to visit family. Uh, we have three lovely grandchildren and a son, very wonderful young man, and um, we weren't able to see them. We, we talked and were able to share in that way and exchanged, mailed each other's presents. But to really use the, to experience the deeper meaning of Christmas, of that Christ consciousness, that sometimes it's necessary to be alone, to have less social and outward activities, to really tune into it. So let's use what we experience this Christmas, this inner Christmas, of deepening our awareness of that Christ consciousness and to try to hold on to it and don't let it get diminished by um, the blowing, buffeting winds around us. And then, of course, we come to the New Year's. And as I said, that song, The Little Drummer Boy, is one of my favorites because it, for so many of us, I would say virtually most of us, we we don't feel that what we can offer really pleases God. I know at the end of his life, Swami Kriyananda, who had a life of extraordinary service, you know, writing all his books Uh, 150 books, and 400 pieces of music, and countless lectures, and starting communities. Towards the end of his life, Swami said, I don't know that I've done anything that has really pleased Master. And it's that humility, that non-identity with whatever identification, with whatever you offer, that's so meaningful. And again, we think we can only offer great things, but it isn't so, one of the very poignant lessons in my life with this regard was we had a very dear friend who was a direct disciple of Ananda Moima. She was a Western woman, but uh, read about Ananda Moima in the uh early sixties and went to visit her in India and spent uh, over the years returned many times and spent up many, many months and even years in Ma's ashram, and one and I also felt a deep inspiration from Anandamoy Ma, and once our friend, her name was Hari Priya, she subsequently passed away, she was going to visit Ma, and I wanted to give something, I wanted to give a gift to Ma, but I thought, what can I give her? I have very little money, and what what's appropriate? And I, could I you know, save money and buy her a beautiful sari or shawl or what would it be that could be taken to India? And then I asked Haripriya. I said, "What gift can I give Ma?" And and Haripriya paused, and she said, "You know, it's hard to get good cooking oil in India. Maybe you could get some nice refi- a bottle of nice refined cooking oil for her." And I did. I purchased that at a health food store and. Sent it over, and somehow it formed such a deep bond for me. And I've always enjoyed cooking, and then just offering that to Mom was so meaningful to me. And then Master's birthday, which we'll be celebrating in a few days. <coughs> excuse me. And in fact, uh, we'll be doing a program live streaming on uh, December. Or excuse me, January fifth at 6 o'clock uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it'll be live streaming. And if you want to join in, we heartily welcome you to do so. But Master's birthday, again, as I wrote in the blog, it's the grace of the Guru that illumines everything else. And so we, um, this year, we've received <clears throat> so many comments and Uh, Letters not only to us, but others have told them how people are just coming in increasing numbers to study uh, how to get Kriya and to take lessons in discipleship. And I think Master's Call is going out now stronger than ever because the world needs it. It needs His light. And so if we can, in this coming year, try to... Feel that Master is always walking with you, that you're sharing every moment with him, every beautiful little flower you see by the wayside, or drops of rain on a leaf, or whatever it might be, the smile of a a little child, or the strength in the eyes of an older person, just to feel that you're sharing everything you experience with your Guru. Because the guru is God's instrument that is personalized to bring us to spiritual freedom. So let's use this time wisely. And let's hope that throughout this new year of 2021, we can feel increasingly God's light within us and share it ever more brightly with everyone we meet. God bless you.